bus. Seen that y'all made up a story when they asked about where y'all from. I'm still drawing down them 40s, bitch. That's all day, all day, all day. Fuck, boy, I got more than they asked for. Russian shows with my mask on. Fucking hoes with my mask on. I better buy the tape and I got a compilation. Hello, and welcome to episode three of Big Trouble in Little China. We're back. I'm John Lucero. I'm joined by Brittany Beschel. What's up, party people? We uh, we skipped a week. You know, it's been, we put a lot of work in those with those first two episodes and just had to take a break. That's totally what happened. And it wasn't just, you know, conflict of scheduling. You know, it's it's like, not that, and it's yeah. definitely not the lack of releases so far this year. Yeah, but uh, actually, uh, giving us an extra week actually gave me a lot more stuff to talk about. Because the, the week... This last week, I was actually had a few things to listen to. Which I appreciated, um, at least on my end. Uh, but before we get into some more recent stuff, let's uh, let's go over some homework, Brittany. Uh, yeah, I assigned you uh, the album "Flower Boy" by Tyler the Creator. What did you think? Right. Yeah. Well, obviously, going into this, you knew how I felt about Tyler. Um, yes, definitely I do. not the biggest fan. <laughs> um, but then you suggested that we use one of his songs from this album, See You Again, um, in uh, our intro or outro for the first episode. And I listened to it, and I actually was really surprised because I liked it immediately. Um, the only thing I was worried about going into listening to the whole album, I was like, what if I already listened to the best song? Unfortunately... That was the case. I mean, um, it is my favorite song in the album. So Yeah, I mean, that's not yeah. to say that that I hated the rest of it. Um, there's definitely a whole lot that I disliked. Like, for example, that drop in seeds with freaking Lil Wayne, who I just absolutely cannot stand. I can't deal <laughs> sure. with the, the oh. really whiny uh, yeah. auto-tune vocals and all that. Um, and then there was a lot of stuff that was just very close to the R&B territory, which is a genre that I'm just not really into. Um, like Garden Shed, for example. Um, the first half of the song just felt like it could have been any other R&B song that I've ever heard in my life. And I wouldn't know it from like I wouldn't be able <laughs> okay. to distinguish it from anything else. And I wasn't crazy about the female vocalist either. Um there's just a lot of real, really weird moments in this. Like in Who Dat Boy, the synths are just the weirdest thing. Oh, and I, I love Who Dat Boy. Really? Oh, ah, oh, that song, that song, that song is fucking goes. I love Aesop Rocky's part on that. Uh, I love like the horror, like the horror kind of sound they have on the beat. Oh. Yeah. I mean, um, as far as other ones go um, that I actually did like, I liked I Ain't Got Time a lot. That, that song's just fun. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a good fun song, and then I also liked nine one one slash Mister Lonely. Probably, um, my, probably my second favorite song on the album. That one, I like that one a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but like I said, even though a lot of the music that was on this album wasn't necessarily my thing, um, I'm not saying that I just fucking hated it. I mean, there's some songs I definitely will not ever listen to by choice <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still some tracks that I came out of uh, from this liking, and I'm definitely open to listening to his stuff in the future now because I absolutely was not in the past. I think just based on on how he is as a person, I wouldn't even bother giving his music a chance. But yeah. I, it's it's fine. So you managed to change my mind slightly. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> this album's interesting because I, it's like Tyler does all all pretty much all the production by himself. Like he's he produces everything pretty much himself. And I re- I love the production of this album. Like love 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 it. You know it's like not your cup of tea, but it's like. Mm-hmm. 
I love the layering of the songs, the little, the little uh, voc- like vocal interludes and everything to add depth to like the lyrics, which are very introspective. And like the, it takes a few listens to even catch everything he's saying in, in a lot of the songs because uh, it's a very sad album, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. trust me, lyrically, yeah. it's actually a very, very good album. But if I don't have like good production and good instrumentals to go with that, I'm not really going to be as compelled to listen yeah. to a song for the lyrics even though a lot of the time I will listen to a song the first time and then go back again and listen to it and actually pay attention to the words. And I'm like, damn, I can relate to this. And then I end up liking it because of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I, know, I, it, I'm pretty similar. So there's just a different, a different um, process to loving almost every song for me. You know, it's either I get caught by a hook or it's got a really nice um, drop in the song or, you know, I love a song that has a really good build up to it. It's everything is so different. And that's, Again, just what I love about music. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could totally see me maybe going back to this in the future and just maybe paying attention to the lyrics a little bit more and then liking at least two or three more songs off of this. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, it's just yeah. a lot of it. It Because, you know, I'm a lot more pop-based, upbeat and stuff like that. And just a lot of it seemed very R&B skewed. It's very uh, soul. Like it's got a lot yeah. of soul in it. Yeah, it, and I love I love that sound. I actually did not expect that to be the thing you didn't like about the album. So it's yeah. But, well, no, yeah. I it is though because um, just just a quick example. Someone who I actually love and have been listening to for years is Kelly Clarkson, and her most recent album was just kind of her branching out into a more soulful path. path. Okay. I, I really didn't like that album aside from maybe like two or three songs, and they were the ones that were more poppy than anything. Um, it's just, I don't know. I guess this is just part of the, the podcast is just kind of, like you said, broadening our horizons and (laughs) and opening our mind to different genres that we normally wouldn't even give the time of day before. So, yeah. Uh, and for any, and for anyone that's curious about the album, it's very, like I said, it's very introspective. Uh, I relate to a lot of things he's talking about in the album, even though he's a lot of the, some of them is just like, you know, rich, a rich guy having rich, rich person problems, but he's not, it doesn't, it doesn't come across as him like whining he just seems kind of lost and i can relate to that and then except like parts i can't like he's he's also possibly coming out on this album like there's some pretty blatant uh lyrics that even like garden shed is basically the the song people point to it's him coming out of the garden shed with the songs <laughs> but um yeah so the, he he's just very honest and he and i really appreciated that it also was the fact that i I've kind of grown up with Tyler. Like we're basically the same age. I think he's like your age, Brittany. We're like, so I've, and as it's kind of, it's just kind of cool to see him go from like bastard and goblin, which is some horror core ass, you know, teenager fucking, uh, I don't give a shit about anyone music. What was like, the, what was the year of his first release though? Cause I didn't realize he had been around for that long. Uh, 2010, 11 ish. I want to say, I want to say, Goblin came out in 2011, and Bastard okay. was before that as an EP, so probably 2010, uh, something around. It's, it's around that time. So yeah, and you know, like just uh, seeing him mature like at the same like, at a similar rate as I ha- as I have is it's kind of cool. And then like, it was an unexpected album. I did not I did not go in. As soon as I started hearing it, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because I didn't expect <laughs> I didn't expect the soul like that much soul in the album. So, but uh, yeah. So anyone that likes you know some lyrical sh- lyrical soulful shit i'd give this album a try yeah uh all right for me Brittany gave me alter by banks 
And uh, on the first listen, I was like, okay, this is like I was I was I was jamming to it. I was like, all right, this is actually pretty. This is pretty interesting. I like some of the production on it. There's uh, the song "Fuck with Myself" had a cool little like layering of the vocals as she uh, like her the, the back of her mind talking to her the entire time. Uh, Trainwreck had a cool like soundscape it created. Uh, I, at least to me, it sounded like like a like sirens in like police cars and like a crowd kind of at a at a train wreck from the, like from the sounds that created in it that gave me that vibe so i kind of i thought that was pretty cool and then judas was just judas was a pretty cool song uh but as i listened to it more i just came to feel like it was it's it's kind of an empty album to me and i think the problem is banks herself i don't oh. think i yeah. <laughs> I, she, I don't believe her when she's singing i don't like what, what it, exactly do you mean by that i she's it seems it just seems hollow like it just seems like there's no passion in her voice when she's singing like there's no and you could put any pop singer in that spot and on those beats and with those lyrics I mean, you're absolutely yeah. right. I, Banks is not one of those artists that I've ever listened to because of her voice. Um, yeah. Not at all. I mean, <laughs> and I think I may have mentioned this before, that she obviously doesn't have the best voice if she feels the need to lip sync at her shows, but that's an entirely <laughs> different issue. Um, yeah, I've just uh, always loved her music just because of the the production and the fun beats and the hooks and stuff like that. And then this album in particular... The reason why I had recommended it was because it was kind of important to me at the time that it came out. It was one of those things where, yeah, it's going to be that typical thing where a lot of the songs are written about love and relationships and and all that shit. But this just seemed a lot more empowering in a way. Sure. Um, I mean, especially Fuck With Myself, obviously. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. And uh, I mean, one of my absolute favorite, so- favorite songs is Weaker Girl, you know, saying that I'm going to need a bad motherfucker like me. I mean, come on. That that was where the album definitely <laughs> peaked for me. I don't know how you felt about that one. I fucking like, love that song so much. Yeah, it, I like it's goofy in I, a way, you know? Yeah, I did like Weaker Girl somewhat, but it's just yeah, just like there's no connection there for me, uh, when I'm listening to it. It's just and I do I, I did like the production. It was generally pretty good, spacey in a way that I kinda mm-hmm. liked. Uh but yeah, I just I don't like her. I think I think that's just <laughs> it. I don't like I don't like her. <laughs> you know what? I can totally understand and yeah. accept that. Yeah. So that makes yeah. sense. I mean, now it just kind of makes me wish that she was just uh, ghostwriting for people. You know, like I feel like if she could get an actual, I hate saying this. I don't want to say she's not an actual vocalist, but if she could get an actual vocalist to sing the songs that she's writing, I feel like she would probably have a much greater popularity too. Because I don't know if the issue that you have with her is maybe why she's not as big as she could be. Yeah, and she just she doesn't stand out to me. It's I think yeah. that's what, and I think that's the the, the problem is why she, and why she hasn't become bigger than she is. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't think it was a bad album. It it's just did did not resonate with me whatsoever. So, All right, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Gave it a shot, you know. Um, but it's, I think it's time to move on to uh, Track by Track, Brittany. And we only have one album we're going to talk about this week on Track by Track. Uh, and you know what? It's it's yeah. a good one to spend some time on, so I'm not upset about it. Yeah, we... 
I've wanted to talk about this album for like two weeks now. So yep. Yeah. <laughs> the the past it. couple of weeks has just consisted of the two of us kind of having conversation over text or or whatever, just kind of saying things about this album and how good it is, but not wanting to say too much because we wanted to save it for this. <laughs> yeah, so like very vaguely just hinting at things we liked about it. So let's go. The album is. Little Dark Age by MGMT. They are back with the first album since 2013, I believe. They had a self-titled album in 2013. Uh, I my history with MGMT is that I like kids. It's a fun song, and that's about it. That's as far as I go with like them as a group. I didn't. I've never really dug into that music whatsoever. Um, uh, I cannot offhand think of any of their previous music. So that tells you my history with them pretty quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I I, feel, I know you would recognize Kit. I don't know if you just don't. I, know, I don't probably know. would, but just by the name of it, yeah. I wouldn't get it. I mean, when we first when you first said something about listening to this album, I was thinking of that one song, Midnight City or something, which is actually by M E three or or maybe it's the opposite. I don't remember <laughs> if it's. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah, all yeah. The songs just kind of at that time blended together for me. So I just wrote off all of those artists and everything at the time. Cause it was like, this all sounds exactly the same. So I just didn't even pay attention to it. Yeah. Cause so, honestly, if it weren't for doing this, I probably wouldn't have even listened to this album, which is tragic. Yeah. I don't know if I would have either. And like, we both went into this pretty cold, you know, like little to no expectation. And I, I I'm just going to spoil it guys. We really like this album. So let's yeah. uh, let's uh, let's let's get into this with uh, track number one. She works out too much, which is a very interesting way to start an album. I would say I would say it's uh, it's probably this. I don't know. It's one of the stranger songs of the album in terms of just like the way it's structured. It, but that does not make yeah. it. That does not yeah. make it bad. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a it's a very fun song. Like it's like the the title gives it away. Like the title is a creates like a fun play on the idea of a relationship not working over some like over one thing that just kind of just like they, she works out too much and he doesn't work out. So, you know, it just, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's just like, and that's like the basis of the song and you, you can, you can add more depth to it being like, it's just, that's just one example of things, or you can just say the song is literally just about that. So I, I mean, yeah, that's the thing yeah. is it's up to interpretation. Are they literally talking about yeah. exercising or are they just talking about working out issues in, in the relationship, which I just thought it, it it's goofy. And I just yeah. thought that it was such a good start to like, the weird trip that is listening to this album. Yeah, it's because they also layer in like almost a workout tape too, like going on in the background with uh, this girl talking. Which was and, so weird, but yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I remember the when I when we talked about doing this album, I played this song to, uh, first just to get it, and I literally go, what "The fuck is this?" As it started going, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it's a it's an interesting start, and I it really. It's going to grab your attention, and I really think it gives a good idea of what this album's about. Even though, like every song, all the songs are very different. There's a lot of variety. It's still like that. It's it's all very synth pop, very goth synth synth pop. I would say like there's a see. I wasn't getting any kind of goth vibes from it. I was just like, this is some good '80s stuff, you know. See, see, like it, but it's like the it's a lot of the lyrics and kind of like the there's some dark little 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 bit of somber darkness in the production even though it's all really upbeat too it's like i got a lot of just like i got just that's like a hint of goth in it throughout and i really like that so it was but yeah moving on to the next song uh little dark age which is my the title track which is my favorite song on the album actually uh 
It's uh, it is a, and this is this is probably the this is where I get the most the most most goth feelings is from this song because this this song is a very upbeat song about dealing with a a period of depression in your life and uh, having and nothing you do being able to bring you out of it even going like they're talking about performing on stage and not even working for it like just, and that's like the one time they can kind of escape but you know they just go back to their little dark age but uh yeah i mean yeah, yeah. that's something that i feel like is very relatable in a way i mean obviously not being a performer not 100 percent relatable but i get it where you know you get to go out and do something that you love and it's a nice distraction for a short amount of time but then you know it's always kind of looming over you that you have to go back to normal afterwards so that was kind of what the song was saying to me in a way yeah yeah i totally agree uh the it's like i call it, it's the world's saddest dance song because <laughs> it's like it, you want to get down to it but when if you really if you did really like let yourself like into the lyrics of the song it, it's pr- it's it's kind of a bummer uh there is a and also the, some of the uh, like the production on it, some of the, the synth stuff and and stuff like that remind me a lot of Castlevania of old Castlevania games, and I really <laughs> like that. And if Jason, you listen to this, I think you should give the song a shot. At least there's an inter, there is a uh, little interlude in the middle. It's like a, a, a keyboard solo. Uh, I swear to God, it would go perfect in any, in a Castlevania game, and it's really good. Uh, also, this is this song is just also the last one too is a perfect example of how fucking a perfect the hooks and choruses are in this album they are so goddamn catchy yeah (laughs) like every single song you like it's immediately immediately catchy every time and oh i i I love this song (laughs) i I love this song it's my favorite song i've heard this year so uh wow i mean (laughs) i don't know why i'm saying wow there's not really a whole lot to compare it to just yet but we'll see how it fares when uh when more stuff starts coming out um it's it's not my favorite song on on the album, but it's definitely one of them, um, one of several. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it was it's it is still hard to pick. Even though I know it's my favorite, there are a few yeah. that you know give it a run for its money. I mean, I have. Yeah. I mean, I definitely do have one that I know for a fact that is uh, that is my favorite. It's just not this song. It would actually be the next one when okay. you die. This, this I know second, that that's the same I, like I, weird yeah. choice. I, I had a guess of what your favorite song would be. It was this was my second guess, so I was almost there. But uh, yeah, keep go ahead, Brittany. Talk about when you die. I, I'm just obsessed with the song, like the absolutely bonkers sense, the weird <laughs> lyrics. It's such a strange mix, but it all works so well. And I just find myself like constantly, just just the past like week at least, just thinking. Go fuck yourself, you know. Like, oh, it's so good. Like <laughs> it just comes out of it just comes out of nowhere in the song too. It's it's so exactly. good. Like the first yeah. time I heard it and he said that, I was like, wait, what? And then he goes, <laughs> You heard me right. And I was like, oh yeah. my God. Like, ah, that hit me. That yeah. I just I think that's why. It's just one of those songs, first listen, absolutely loved it. And that's yeah. why. I mean, not to say that I didn't like the other songs. I still liked them a lot, but this was the one that just really was like, yes, this is such a good album. So, yeah, uh, yeah. that goes, and he goes, you heard, you heard me right. I said it twice. Like, so good. I said it twice. Like I said it twice. Like, so it's like, it's so good. I said it twice. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, it's, it is just a really fun, fucked up song about wishing someone you hated was dead. I know. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It's so, it's so catchy. Oh my god! I mean, and so that, I would definitely say that this is one of my. This is probably my favorite song of the year so far. 
it's really good. It's probably my second or third favorite song on the album. So it's, uh, uh, next up we got me and Michael, uh, which is just a song about two best friends. Just having to is like loving being around each other and how they're all, everything's perfect when they're together. There's literally nothing wrong with this song. Like it's the kind of eighties type throwback yeah. that I definitely love. There's something like very dreamy about yeah. like the synth yeah. and everything. It's just, it's just a nice, cute little song, and I like this one a lot too. Yeah, it just puts you in a good mood. It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's not enough songs written about friendship. So anytime that there is one, like I appreciated it so much more. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I that's I totally get it. And I I've listened to this album I don't know how many times. And this song, like I don't, I feel like it's totally genuine. Like I don't feel like there's any like hidden meaning or anything behind it. It's just you know he loves his best friend. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Michael sounds next, like a great dude. Good job, yeah, Michael. Michael sounds great. Um, <laughs> next up, we got T Slamp or Time Spent Looking at My Phone. <laughs> uh, wait, what? Why did I not realize that that was a, okay? Never mind. Go <laughs> ahead. That's the hook of the song. What do you mean you didn't realize it? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just. <laughs> Because I kept looking at the title of the song, and I'm like, how do you pronounce that? You're like, why is this song called To Slamp? I don't get yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was looking at. Like, I'm so sorry. I mean, needless to say, though, I still fucking love this song, even though I'm an idiot and didn't know what it meant. Um, yeah, my, my first note is synth is so good. <laughs> That's yeah, so, I was just, I was just thinking about how that guitar solo that's in there was so unexpected, but it was really, really great. Like, I'm so glad that they put that in there. Yeah, and I, and you know, this whole song is about how people just get absorbed in their phone, and I feel like it really gives that like the the like the way they structure the instrumentation on top of the vocals really gives that sense of just like being frustrated with yourself but not being able to give up the fact that you're just staring at your phone all the time. Yeah, and then, and then they like layer in like they raise the pitch on the chorus and like layer in like an echo kind of thing to make it seem like a lot of people singing. Like it's just a it gives it like this like global problem and kind of like a cult thing too. Of just these people singing, time spent looking at my phone at you. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a little uh, discomforting in a way, you know. All right, so. But, I mean, but it's definitely true. So I, de- yeah. I mean, now I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, uh, just another unexpected song. Every song, every song in this album is like the next one. It's like, what is this? Every time, because <laughs> it's just they like, and they have like the same the same sound, but they just are able to vary it in so many ways across the album and it's it's so cool yeah uh, because got, they didn't end up just doing a bunch of songs that are about the same exact thing either they all have pretty different topics you know yeah uh we got james up next which uh vocally is the most distinct track on probably the entire album <sighs> yeah but you know what i'm gonna have to say not necessarily in the best way um i really like the instrumentals on this because they're just really cool and chill and it's just it it's nice to listen to yeah. but every single time that james <laughs> comes in i hate it i don't know why it annoys me so badly but i hate the vocals in this song yeah. well as soon as i get past the initial james i kind of i yeah. like the rest of it it's the the first one's a little abrasive but like they, they have a very they have a very repetitive drum and like bass line in the song that just works it's mm-hmm. It's just it's just a, like you just nod your head to it the entire time as this guy singing and singing James over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's 
I wouldn't say it's my least favorite song of the album. It's towards the bottom, but I, I yeah, it's, same. It's, it's totally well made song. You know, it's just it's just different. And you're either gonna you're either gonna be into it or you're not. I think so. Uh, after that, we have Days That Got Away, which is an, the only instrumental in the album, and it's probably my least favorite song. I don't I don't like the count as my least favorite song because it's an instrumental, and I generally don't like instrumentals that much anyway. Yeah, so. neither do I. And I and I hate to um, bash a song just because of that because it, it's literally just a matter of taste. It has nothing to do with whether the song's good or not because it definitely is. But the entire time I was thinking because there's no vocals and it's just instrumental, it seems way too long and it feels like something that should just be in the background of like a movie or a video game or something, not something that I consciously want to sit and listen to. But again, not that it's a it's a bad song, it's just not something I want to like when I want to sit down and listen to music, I'm not going to put this on, you know. Yeah, and I think it's almost five minutes long, or just over five minutes long. It's around five minutes, which is a too just too long. I will say, and again, it's 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 a good instrumentation. Like it, it sounds good. It's just it, it's not good enough to be that long. And honestly, I don't know if I'd ever like an instrumental that's that just just an instrumental that's that long, that that's long. Um, that's that long. I will say that I think it's kind. It's very mellow, too, and I think that all that actually helps with the next the energy of the next track quite a bit. Because, uh, which is one thing left to try, which I dare a motherfucker not to dance to this fucking song. Oh my God. This song, <laughs> is, this is some whip your hair around 80s bullshit. And I love it. It's so, <laughs> this is, uh, it is like, and the, the female vocalist is just having a blast with this fucking song oh, the entire time. And, like this is like screaming i don't want to die <laughs> uh <laughs> it just it just this song is just a good fucking time it's probably it's probably my second favorite song is this or when you die but i really i really really like this song it's uh, yeah i it's one of those things that for some reason every single time i listen to it i think that it, it just sounds like something that i would listen to in gta vice city like <laughs> i could just see myself driving around this little tommy Versetti listening to this song like that would be awesome Somebody yeah. find a way to input this song into that game, and I'm playing it again. Yeah, I've been uh, when I cook when I'm cooking this last couple of weeks. I've been listening to this album a lot when I'm cooking, and this song just like, oh my god, it's just I can get down to the song any day of the week. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I could. I'll see it like this. It's like an eight an eighties montage song. Like I could see this being in any montage of a movie, uh, and it would just work. It's it's like it's a good fucking time. Um, uh, after that, when you're small, uh, I get a, a real like I get a John Lennon vibe from this song. I would say, uh, like some of his more solo stuff. It's probably my least favorite song on the album, but it's it's catchy. It's good. It's not. It's just the most skippable song to me, other than the instrumental. I see. I don't know because the thing is, I do like this song. It's just again the the very droning vocals that just kind of bring it down and i get it it's a stylistic choice and it's just yeah, not yeah. not necessarily my thing um it i the thing is i love this album so much i hate even saying that i dislike any of the songs but obviously you have to have favorites and then some that you should just kind of do without um it's very rare to find an album that you do like from start to finish with no issues um but yeah this this definitely is one of my least favorites just because the vocals alone um still not my least favorite for sure. Yeah, it's you know, it's again stylistic choices. Some of some of these are probably gonna click with certain people. 
but it does, doesn't quite click with me. Still a good song, you know. Uh, and the last track on here, you know, it's a tight 10 track album, uh, hand it over, which I find lyrically to be a very fitting end of the album. Uh, I, uh, sonically, I, I don't know if I agree as much, but like mm-hmm. the, the idea of like, um, you know, trying to hold on to your like, last bit of relevancy, but also trying to decide if maybe it's just time to hang it up is honestly, if this was like the last song, like if the lyrics for the song were just like the last song of their career it, it'd be a pretty fitting way to end a career i think you know <laughs> yeah. i would hate that though because now that yeah. i'm actually a fan of this band i need them yeah. to stick around a little <laughs> bit more but then again you know sometimes lightning doesn't strike the same place twice so who knows if they could recreate something like this at some point or if they would even want to yeah. um it- yeah uh, the this song in particular um is actually the one that I would say is my least favorite. And I know that might be a little bit surprising, but I, I, aside from lyrically, just like you said, sonically, it just, it wasn't a good closer to this album, especially when you had such a strong open to it. I felt like it was just a very weak finish. Of course, I don't know how they would go out. I, I I can't really think of a better way to reorder the track listing of this. I was going back and forth myself on how to reorder it because I do have I I do find myself having issues at some points with the track with the track ordering. I, I there, yeah, was a, there was a there was a point when I was I kind of go back and forth on like one thing left to try as the as the last track might be a fit. It's like just a super energetic closeout to the thing. Yeah, because the thing and, is, it's it's really weird to have that song in my mind in between. James and Days That Got Away, and then When You're Small and Hand It Over, but at the same time, when you have those four tracks, like, towards the back end of the album, once Days That Got Away came on, I was just kind of worried that the momentum was going to wear down and it was going to get a little boring, you know? And, again, it it just started to get a little bit droney between, like, the the way too long instrumentals and then the, the, the vocals that I wasn't really crazy about, but... I mean, now that you're saying it, one thing left to try probably would have been better at the end. Yeah, you know, I think you would have to order the these slower, um, more dreamy songs. You have to intersperse them throughout the album in different spots, too. To, you have to reorder it a little They're bit. They're still packed yeah. so tight together yeah. in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, because I I'd always... Like, I get to one thing left to try, and then the last two tracks, I always think, do I want to just start that album over? Or, because I... Because I don't really have any attachment to either song of When You're Small or Hand It Over. They're, and again, yeah. they're not bad songs. I don't think they're bad. I just don't. They just aren't as good as so many other songs in the album. See, and then the thing is, for me, if I do listen to it in order, it's almost as if James and Days That Got Away kind of ruined one thing left to try for me. Because a lot of the time when I was listening to this album, I was just going from She Works Out Too Much to uh, Time Spent Looking at My Phone. And um, and then just kind of starting it over. And then occasionally I would go in and try to listen to the other ones that I wasn't crazy about. And then, of course, one thing left to try. But I was listening to the others trying to find something that I actually liked about them to make me want to listen to the whole thing throughout from start to finish. Because out of all the times that I've listened to this album, I only did that twice. I did that the first time I listened to it and then also the last time before we did this. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall... I, I still can't even really complain about it because I feel like everything was still so well done. It was just maybe like like we're saying now, just the ordering of the track list could have maybe been changed a little bit. Yeah, just I mean, but that, honestly, that's just minor nitpicks for me. Like it's yeah, this is this isn't even really a real criticism coming from me. It's just yeah. you, you, not 
it's very rare that, like I said, you get anything that's perfect. So there's going to be a couple things that we have to just kind of throw out there. It's for you. I mean, especially if you haven't listened to it and you want to know what to expect. Yeah, but all like all in all, this is one of the best pop pop albums I've heard in a while. I really fucking like this album. Oh, it's and it's been very difficult not to be able to talk about it since because uh, <laughs> I I tweeted out this out, this new album is real real good. That's all I said. It's, uh, <laughs> Brittany was like Brittany. Spoiler was, alert! Was, yeah. Spoiler alert! I was like because I, I didn't get I, a chance I, to listen and, to it yet. I and I was like, oh man, I hope I didn't set her expectation, expectations too high. I'd hoped you I'd hope you'd heard it already, but it was no, no, yeah. and thankfully you didn't. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is is just because you say something is good, I'm not automatically going to assume that's true to my ears. I mean, same thing as me saying, oh, I'm obsessed with the song doesn't mean that you're going to like it at all, you know? Yeah, and I think the fun thing about doing these is figuring out what each person's favorite tracks are on the album. Because, like, even though we both love the album, we obviously have different uh, different things that we like more than the other than other things. And that's all, and that's fun to talk about. So, uh, uh, favorite uh, three favorite tracks on this, on this album, Brittany. Give me your three favorite ones. Um, I would definitely say When You Die, Little Dark Age, and Me and Michael. I would go Little Dark Age, When You Die, and there's only there's one thing left to try. Uh, it's, but I mean, To Slamp and uh, <laughs> me, me and Michael, also very good songs. Uh, so, uh, would you recommend this album to anyone, Brittany? Would I, would I recommend it, like, in general, or who would yeah. I be recommending it yeah. to? Because I would yeah. say yes, and then everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, this pretty, is, it's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah I, I love this album. It's the, it's the best album I've heard this year so far. Very early in the year, of course. Not quite in yeah. March Yeah, and again, yet. I yeah. mean, if you're someone that likes to keep up with current releases and everything, obviously, we're going through a little bit of a dry spell right now. So this is a good opportunity to catch up on a couple things you may not normally listen to, which is exactly what we did. And we came out finding a gold album here so yeah they they really they really colored that uh like that cover art it's, it, it's also it works yeah, it yeah. works it's uh, uh i will be if i'll be very surprised if this, is, this is on a year-end list of mine when, when we uh when we get to the end of the end of the year it, it was how much i liked it if it if it's not we had a very good year in music Brittany. <laughs> I, I, I would actually be really surprised if I didn't either because I feel like I may have touched on this before but out of all the artists that I really really love I feel like the vast majority of them released last year so it's going to be a little of a slow year for me so I feel like this has a pretty decent chance at being maybe in a top 10 who knows we'll see what happens <laughs> we'll see how it goes <laughs> but yeah uh, we love this album guys go listen to it it's, uh, it's really good all right Let's, let's move on from the love fest to uh, to some quick hits, some stuff that uh, maybe uh, me and Brittany have listened to over the last couple of weeks. Maybe we maybe we both listened to it, maybe not, but we just didn't, you know, both dig into it as much as we did uh, Little Dark Age. I'll start us off here with uh, pr- uh, probably my favorite hip hop album I heard this year, uh, "Veteran" by JPEG Mafia. This is a experimental hip hop album. JPEG Mafia <laughs> is one person. Uh, he also goes by Peggy, uh, <laughs> and, he, and he refers to himself as Peggy in his songs. Like, "Damn, Peggy" is like a very, uh, uh, a very common uh, ad lib or addition to the songs, you know. So, this was an interesting case of just the more you listen to an album, it's one of those like you hear it the first time, and you're like, "I don't know if I like this, but I definitely don't hate it," so I need to listen to it again. And it's one of those that the more you listen to it, 
and the more the weird because it's like very like I said it's experimental. So the production of this is like very out there. And but as I listen to it more, like it's kind of come together for me to a point where a lot of it doesn't even sound weird to me anymore. It just kind of that's it, so it, strange. Yeah, yeah like because like I, I totally agree with you when you say that this is one of the things where um, the first time you listen to it, it's not necessarily you love it or hate it. it you're just kind of confused by it, and you probably do need more listens to actually, I guess, acclimate yourself to what's happening. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately for me, I didn't really have time to delve into the album too many times aside from the one time I listened to it. I could definitely see it having some growing appeal to me um, if I did have the time to dedicate to just this one artist who I'd never previously heard of before you told me about it. Um, But yeah, I mean, maybe if I have time, I'll definitely go back and revisit it at some point because I know that there were two or three songs that I, I did kind of feel a little bit from the first try, but... I, I just have to revisit it a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's very it's abrasive. Like it's very punk rock in a way. And I and I have a and I have a ear for punk rock for like that like that dirty punk rock sound. I like it most and in a lot of cases. Uh, but you know it's not for everyone. It's very abrasive. So if you listen to the album, and it does if. And if it immediately turns you off, it immediately turns you off. It's not, it's, it's experimental for a reason. You know, it's, he's not, he's not out here making music for everyone. But if I think that, and I, the thing I appreciate about experimental stuff is that it's, it's, you're, it's someone trying something, you know, and I, I will take an experimental album that doesn't work over a boring ass generic trap beat any day of the week. Uh, so, or just and, a generic yeah. album in general. I yeah. feel like at some point, hopefully not anywhere near in the future, um, we're going to get to where everything just sounds like it's been done before. I feel like there's only so much you could do. So when people are doing this kind of outlandish style thing, just trying to mix things up a little bit. I, I just automatically respect it just because they're not trying to go with what's popular or what's going to get them on the radio. You know, I, so that is definitely a large appeal to this album, I think. Yeah. And well, and when you get past like the abrasive uh, production, like on the, the second song of the album, which I'm not going to say because like, but uh, the name of the song, but he, <laughs> ba- he raps over a beat, which is the, sound of old dirty bastard like oh like i don't know how to describe the sound it's from an it's a sample from an a interlude on one of his albums in the past and it's just the fact that he it's i still don't know if i like the song but it's it's impressive to me that he was able to rap over this and it kind of works and then there's songs like but when you get past that kind of stuff and you get to the lyrics like this guy his lyrics are aggressive and like you know and they work but they're like here's I, from the song baby i'm bleeding which has a production i also don't know if i like the beat on it or not it's not it's like a constant skip sound in the background and <laughs> it's so like you know like the the skip rewind kind of sound and which and but lyrically like there's a verse in here that i i'm gonna gonna read this out uh first really quick Oh, I'm up in Brownsville, strapped with a Kimber. All you, all you yuppie purses getting swiped like Tinder. Now I'm at the White House looking for your president. Hop out the van pointing guns at your residence. All up in Queens now, showing y'all a body, hoping that you pussy ass crackers try and find me. 
chains on my body, <laughs> looking like a rapper, act, acting like a slave when I'm gunning for my masters. And I was like, damn! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> acting like a slave when I'm gunning for my masters is some cold shit. Oh, my God. But the, and I also think the... And I don't know if it's just the way the album is structured, if it, but it's very... If the abrasive stuff is just more more front-loaded because I feel like it gets a little more traditional in a sense. It's a weird word. It's not the right word to use, but uh, towards the end, like it becomes a little uh, less uh, strange to the ear. And there's some really good, like some really good song. I, lo- I like the opening track, North Calvert. Uh, my favorite track is probably Panic Emoji. Uh, but yeah, like the, like the last from Panic Emoji on is just a really solid string of songs. Uh, and then, like, even the names of the songs, this guy does not give a... This guy doesn't really care about anyone. Like, he's got, like, songs here, My Thoughts on Neo Gav Dying, and the hook to that song is him just going, I don't care. I don't care, over and over <laughs> again in the background. So, and then there's, like, Libtard Anthem, and he also t- makes fun of Extreme Right Wing, too, so he's, you know, he's making fun of... He's just a guy that's going to make fun of everyone, whether you're with that or not, you know, that might f- factor into whether you like it or not either. I mean, he's got a song called I Cannot Fucking Wait Until Morrissey Dies also. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I feel like he may not be alone in that, but uh, that's a different (laughs) subject for another day. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, if you if you have an ear already for experimental experimental stuff, I'd say try this. It's actually the first time in a while an experimental album has grabbed me to and something this experimental. I feel like it's a, a good entry point album in a way to that. Uh, entry is kind of hard. You gotta have you gotta already have an ear like a you, you gotta have like an ear for some different production to begin with or a taste for it. But it's not as abrasive as like clipping, of the uh, which is another rap group or uh, Death Grips, which is <laughs> if you're if you're listening to Death Grips song, Brittany, you're gonna know it's. I remember the first time I got to listen to them. And I've been meaning to go back and I listened to this and liked it. Uh, but the first time I listened to them, it took me like 15 seconds. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's not, not, get, not today. Not today, Death Grip. See, but yeah. the thing is, yeah. and this is just kind of, yeah. kind of me being so um, quick to judge music. That happens to me a lot. Um, before starting doing this podcast, I would just go and listen to an album and with like, I'm going to say maybe the first 30 seconds to a minute. If I just wasn't feeling it at all, I would just skip it, delete it, and go to the next song. I wouldn't even give it a second chance to listen to the whole thing, which is probably not the way you're supposed to listen to music. Um, it's a habit I'm trying to get out of. Um, yeah. No. But yeah, no. I, I could totally I could totally see how and why you would do that because, I, I like I said, I'm just kind of a really bad culprit of that. Yeah, I generally try to give an album at least two listens when I listen to it. If I don't get through two, then I know I definitely did not like the album. <laughs> but um, yeah, I try to at least give it two because I feel like, at least especially in hip hop, that there are so many different layers to hip hop song. You like from you know the lyrics, of course, and then the production, and the flow, and the features. And I feel like it's almost impossible to catch to get to get enough on one listen to appreciate an album. And there's there, I mean, there are plenty of albums that you're like you're gonna love it the first time you hear it, but it's you know you're not gonna if if i just say anyone out listening to music if you like if you hear an album and you aren't sure the first time through just listen to it again you know <laughs> like it's those that's my favorite some of my favorite moments in music is just like when it when an album clicks and you and it gives it just gives you a whole new person to listen to and that's really cool 
So it does. And I feel like yeah. that kind of happens to me a lot too, because there's a lot of music that I'll listen to. And like I already said, um, songs, I just won't necessarily be feeling, um, and I just go and I, and I try to pay attention to the lyrics a little bit more. So I see if maybe that's where I'm missing something. And, you know, a lot of the time that's the case. Sometimes it isn't, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that people need to start doing more. I feel like everyone is so quick to write off an artist just because they're not so hooky or, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. gets you on the radio these days. I don't know. Cause I don't listen to the radio, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I want to keep going, Brittany. I have a few, I still have a few to talk about. Do you want to talk about one? Or do you want me to, want me to keep going? Um, uh, I'll hop in. I mean, obviously I'm not going to get as in depth with these, um, two really short suggestions I have, um, just because they're shorter anyway. Um, I mean, one is a literally one song and one is a four song EP. So, um, I'm going to start with pale waves, um, who I've really wanted to mention several times over the past couple podcasts, just because they're in my mind, kind of a, a good up and coming artist. Um, until I started listening to him, I wasn't really aware that goth pop was a thing, um, aside from maybe the cure, but it's been so long since we've really had something like that. Um, I guess, I think vampire weekends, goth pop, aren't they? <sighs> I, I don't it's know. Been, it's, it's been I, a while since I listened to them. I've, so. I've literally never paid attention to those guys. Yeah. So again, yeah. this is just my own ignorance. This is nothing against any artist in particular. Um, but yeah, until I started listening to them, I wasn't really aware that it was a thing currently. Um, but, you know, accidentally discovering music seems to be my thing recently. So I have to thank YouTube for that, you know, and good old autoplay. Because this, I, I, that's how I found this band. Um, I think I was listening to Wolf Alice one day. And then all of a sudden it just skipped to um, a music video for Television Romance. Which just immediately, just like the good old like 80s groove. And then those really fun guitars and everything. I love music that's supposed to be like 80s throwback. So that just got me immediately. Um so they're just, they're, they're doing like something that's so fun and refreshing to me. Um, mm -hmm. just like a good old eighties pop rock kind of vibe. And it's very similar to, I guess what the 1975 are doing or are trying to do. This is not me hating on them. I do like the 1975, but I think pale waves is executing it in a much better way. And okay. a large portion of that is just because of the vocals. Why? Because you can actually understand what the, the female <laughs> vocalist is singing. Um, Matt Healy probably could be a really good singer, but he doesn't enunciate anything. He's like one of the worst mumble singers out there. Like he would put some of those rappers out there to shame. And I know that you're probably not aware of this, John, because I don't know if you've even listened to that band before. They have some good songs, but I can't deal with the vocals. And that's why I don't listen to them too much. So yeah. if you like female vocalists and you like the style of music that the 1975 are putting out there right now, I think not to say it's an alternative, but it still would be really good to check out um, Pale Waves EP that just came out recently uh, called All the Things I Never Said. They, yeah. They've come with a really, really strange release structure. And I think I mentioned this to you a few weeks ago, John, how they had kind of three singles released um, just out of nowhere. Then the EP was supposed to come out towards the end of the year last year, and then it was delayed for some reason. And then they released all four of the songs that were going to be on the EP separately, and then the EP came out. I'm very confused as to why <laughs> they did that, because you are literally releasing a compilation of songs that everybody has already heard. So I don't know if that's going to hurt sales, hurt streams, whatever. 
regardless of what the case is, I still think it's worth listening to. It's only four songs, so it's not something that takes up a whole lot of your time. But I, I just I I like what they're doing, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with a full release in the future. Um, and then I guess I'll just throw this out there because there's not really a whole lot for me to say it, say about it just yet. Um, I came across uh, the information that Bless the Fall is coming out with a new album. Normally not something I would ever really check out, surprisingly enough, even though I absolutely love Bo Boken's wife, as anybody who knows me knows, Lights. Um, <laughs> I, I've just never listened to their music before, but for some reason I was like, sure, whatever, I'll see what they have out so far for this. So um, I listened to the opening track for their upcoming album called Hard Feelings called Wishful Sinking, and I absolutely freaking love it. So... Needless to say, I'm really looking forward to this album when it does come out. I'm not sure of the exact release date. I think it's sometime in April because it seems like that's when everything's coming out right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. April, they're doing April. like that that kind of um, God, what is post like kind of post hardcore rock almost, but then they're also mixing in some electronic stuff. Okay. Again, please don't murder me if this is the way that their music has always been, and I'm just completely unaware of it. If that's the case, I'm going to be very happy when I do take the trip back and listen to their previous releases, because it's something that I absolutely have to do. And I and it, this is just what I thought of after listening to the opening track of this album. Um, but yeah, I wish I had more time to listen to a whole lot of new stuff that has come out recently. There hasn't really been anything that's caught my eye, though. Um, I'm hoping... This weekend, I'm going to have to check the releases that are coming out Friday that I'll have more for next week. If not, maybe I'll just go back and revisit some things that I missed in 2017. I don't see why not. Yeah, I've been I've been doing that myself uh, here and there. But uh, that Pale Waves album, EP, sorry, uh, sounds interesting, especially because we just talked about a, an album I think is goth pop in a way. Yeah, see, that's so, that was the thing. It's yeah. like I wrote down in my notes specifically yeah. that this this struck me as goth pop and um, very inspired by The Cure. So I thought it was weird when you said that about MGMT because I was like, I'm not really seeing that. But at the same time, now that you said it, it does make a little bit of sense. Yeah, it's like it's not abrasively goth, but it's there is I think there's some goth inspiration in the uh, in that album, which we don't have to talk about anymore. We just spend a lot of time talking about it. But uh, <laughs> that's the I don't know about uh, listening to some post hardcore. It's not ever been, really been my thing, but you know maybe a little electro- electronic thing might might interest me. I don't know. Uh, but if that's all you got, I guess I can uh, talk about a couple more, even uh, a couple more albums I listened to uh, last last week. On my birthday, Nipsey Hussle dropped his, uh, I can't figure out if it was actually his debut album or like an, a follow-up album. Yeah, people were calling it that, but it looked like he had other stuff before this. I think the Slauson 2 came out before this. I don't remember if that, I don't remember what that was considered. Anyway, it's called Victory Lap, and it is just a really solid West Coast rap album, you know, with that, those just that like nod your head west coast the driving driving down down the street beat you know just some like some some classic gangster rap inspiration it's a very very solid album it just it did not wow me at all it was but if if you're looking for that kind of sound i think this is gonna do it for you and then some it's got a lot of he's got a lot of features on he's got fucking puff daddy on here too which is that was funny uh oh my god (laughs) kendra's got a good feature on here uh, he had C- he got CeeLo on there. 
Uh, I think "Grinding on My Life" is probably my my favorite song. That's just him. It's probably it's it definitely the the uh, catchiest song. But yeah, it's just a really solid West Coast rap album. Uh, I like JPEG's album more just because uh, it it pushed the envelope in a way I appreciated. But this uh, if you for those of you that just want some like classic rap, I think this is gonna do it. Uh, I also listened to <clears throat> uh, Sob. RBE's new album, Gangin. Uh, I was intrigued by them uh, from uh, the Black Panther album because they were featured on the song Paramedic with Kendrick. And I really liked that song. It's one of the best songs in the album, I think. Because they, they had a lot of aggressive energy in it. And I was like, okay. I like, a, I like, a, I like a group. And they're really young. So I, and it's, it, that, the aggression really caught me. So I was like, all right, what do you got for me? And the first song, Carpooling. Uh, was was given that to me like at first I was like okay oh shit this is this is what I want and then it just downhill from there just like and it wasn't like a steep decline it was just like a slow just decline as it went to the album and just got more generic and like even a little more poppy like the aggression went away it just it just sounded so generic and it was really disappointing because it started off so strong in my mind but yeah it's I can't recommend this album, really. It doesn't stand out whatsoever. Uh, Singles-wise, I'll I'll listen to uh, Frank Ocean dropped a single on Valentine's Day called Moon River, which is a cover of a song Audrey Hepburn sings in the the movie Breakfast at at Tiffany's. Tiffany's. And it is a, you know, just a sweet Frank Frank Ocean love song. It's not my favorite Frank Ocean song. Some people really like it. Um, And I I think it's good. But he's, you know, he's just, I, he just consistently drops good tracks, and this is another one of them. So, if you like Frank Ocean as much as I do, give it a listen. So, and also the song is going to be the outro track "No Waves" by IDK featuring Denzel Curry. And I, this song has just been every time I listen to it, it just gets stuck in my head. Oh my god! And it's the the beat's pretty good. It's more like the vocals and just the way that IDK and Denzel Curry flow off of each other really works for me. Also, the, there's a bit of a like I get a bit of hollow, a Halloween vibe from the from the production, which I like, which I always like. I'm always a fan of that kind of like like that little like with like a key with like a piano or a key of any kind. Uh, it also brought me to go give IDK's album from last year another shot because I listened to it. And I just don't remember it grabbing me. And I listened to it again, and I was like, "All right, this is a, it's pretty good because he's very lyrical and it's a it's a concept album in a, in a way, uh, because he's." And, but again, it didn't till this till this morning. I listened to it. I put it on again for whatever reason, and it just clicked. It's just well, again one of those things that, that it just like all of a sudden I liked everything. Like there is, and the concept is that he's just writing. It's about his childhood and him growing up. And feeling like an outcast, and that leading him, you know, to uh, get involved with the wrong crowd, and then he robs a pizza shop, and he goes to jail, and the end of the album is where it, he comes to all these realizations, and like there's a song, uh, "No Shoes on the Rug, Leave Him at the Door," I think that's what it's called, but uh, where it's him uh, on the phone and in jail with his mom, and he get he gets a ten minute call, uh, and it's just. Like him, him realizing because he was always he was he felt like the outcast and he felt like he was never good enough for it and his mom never thought he was good enough and it took him getting in jail and his mom being there and just asking how he is and all that stuff for him to uh, 
realize that all that all that shit and then the like the phone the the uh the call cuts out before she can finish saying she loves him and it, and like two songs later it's about his uh how she how she passed away uh and uh so yeah it's a it's a, it's a very it's a very deep it's a very deep introspect, introspect, introspective album it has some surprising features it has like some underground legends, uh, MF Doom and Del the Funky Homo Sapien, are uh, on the song Pizza Shop with him, which is, I was like, what the fuck? And how'd you get these guys? And they're pretty good on there. They, uh, they're they not the best I've ever heard of them, especially Doom. Uh, but, also, and they also have like Chief Keef on another song, and it works. And like, <laughs> Chief Keef dropped one of the best verses I've ever heard him drop in his life. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's called I Was Very Bad. And, if you want some good lyrical conscious rap, I th- and you want something a little a little newer, I think that I think that's that album will do it for you. It will uh, it, it t- it'll take you on a ride if you if you like get invested with the story, but uh, it's it's very very good. Um, I don't know why it took me it took, it took took so long to click with me, but it finally did. Yeah, and this is one that you actually had recommended for me to listen to, and I wish that I had had time, I guess, to do it before doing this, but um. I'm going to see, obviously, if one day this week, if I could get into it, um, just because the song that we are using as uh, the outro track, I do like that one, because I think it was one that you told me to listen to a few days ago, and um, I did like it. And I liked it again when I listened to it uh, earlier, because I had to make sure we had it prepared for this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I find myself um, still not being as into rap as I could be, maybe. Um, sure. Because, again, I still like the stuff that just has, like, really good beats and and is good um, sonically versus lyrically. Because I feel like a lot of lyrics in rap these days are still just very shallow and I'm not into it. So I just don't really resonate with that at all. Um, So, yeah. I mean, now that that you're talking about how it is, like, a very introspective album, I think it's something that I probably will enjoy more than most. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it more because the beginning of the album is him being, you know, that guy you're talking about, like that braggadocious asshole who doesn't care about anyone. And it's just like that's it. It adds to the, to the end of the album, I think, is just the, the progression it takes. Uh, and I don't know if you would have given it a chance if you just heard the first few songs and not knowing that. So, uh, but yeah, very good. It came out late uh, October last year, I think. I think October-ish. Um, so if you want... If anyone's looking for a good conscious album, I'd recommend I Was Very Bad by IDK. And I'm looking forward to whatever he puts out next. Because this album still feels like he can do better, you know? So, and I, that's exciting to me. All right. Uh, unless you have any other quick hits, we're going to move on to the, the last part of our show here. I wish I did, but I'm just running a little short here this week. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. it's all right. You know, I I, uh, I think I talked enough. So for the, for the, for the, for the, both of us, uh, all right, let's broaden our horizons and Brittany, you want me to go first or you, would, or would you like to go first? I, I want you to go first because I'm just too damn curious about what you're picking for me this time. Okay. Uh, you wanted something a little more upbeat. Uh, it, that was hard for me because you know, we, we, our definition of upbeat can be, can be different too, you know? So sure. I wanted, and I was also, I'm, and, uh, but I wanted to give you, an album I consider a classic. Uh, and I think it's earned its status as that. Uh, and I'm going to go with uh, The Cool by Lupe Fiasco. Okay. Yeah, one of... 
one of the more uh, influential rap albums of the last like decade. I think Count 07, so not quite, I get a little over a decade. Uh, I was also trying to decide whether I wanted to give you his first album or this one. His first album, Food and Liquor, is also very good. I just found I think this one this is the better album for sure, and uh, I think it's a little. Uh, I think it'll be a little more your speed than Food and Liquor was. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with him i feel like over the years at some point surely i have worked at one of his shows before um but what is that what is the one song kick superstar push? oh kick push uh-huh. also very Super, yeah, kick push I think it, that, yeah that may be the only one that i actually know that, going that into is, this that is not on this album that that, okay. that and kick push two are on food and liquor um this lupe is an interesting case because i feel like he is he has never quite lived up to this album and at least in my, from my opinion, a lot of people's opinions, like he, he, he had a lot of label issues and, you know, just getting pro- in production problems that were holding back in the music. But this album. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. Because these days he, he's not even selling out venues that hold yeah. 400 people. So, I mean, yeah. I guess I can see yeah, that. But, but when, but when this came out, like he, it was, it was a big deal. Like, I, I know you're going to recognize the song superstar on there when you hear it. I don't know if you recognize it by the name alone, but Maybe. it's yeah. possible. Uh, and there's probably a couple others, but there are at least some fun, energetic songs on there that I like that are very catchy too, that I think will work for you. Uh, and he's also, he's, he's conscious hip hop in a way, but he's not, it's not, um, like there's not layers to it. Like you, you can get, you can get what he's saying, Right at the back, kind of like a Vince Staples thing. Like it's, it's not, he's not trying to be overly complex with what he's saying to you. He's it's in it. In it I mean, it, that's not an insult whatsoever. It's just that's kind of the best way to explain it. It's it's very he's he raps very clearly. So I hope you like it. I, I'm looking forward to checking it out because um, the rap that you have recommended to me so far that I have actually liked, I'm really happy to have something in that genre that I actually enjoy for once. So I can't just say to someone when they ask the stupid question, so what kind of music do you listen to? And I feel like so many people normally just say, ah, everything except for like country and rap, you know? Yeah. I I trust trust me as a, as a rap fan, I hear that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of just the, just the basic thing that I was going with for a while. And I feel like at this point, it probably would not be fair for me to say that. Um, unless they were talking about just the popular shit that would play at something like a Drake night. That is not something I'm into. (laughs) I don't like Drake either. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not even talking about Drake. I'm just talking about the kind of music that they play at that type of event. Yeah. You know, club music, club music and club music, club music has its place in the club, but you know, it's, it's like (laughs) not, not in my ear holes when I'm not getting paid to be there. So, yeah. So I, I'm trying to, it's, it's, is to, uh, pick the right albums here, you know, to give you, to, to wean you into this. There are, there are some albums I can't decide whether I'm ever going to have you listen to or not because, you know, but we'll, we'll cross those roads when we get to them. They're still, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like this is actually the hardest part of this podcast is actually assigning music for somebody else to listen to when you're really, really not sure if they're going to like it, you know, especially because you are very tied into your rap and I'm very into, I guess my pop stuff it's so difficult for me to pick a genre that i'm into it's just really hard um so obviously that's the majority of the stuff that comes to mind when i think to recommend things to you but 
This is actually not the case with this week. Okay. Um, he said you wanted something a little more introspective that's, I, I guess, a little more um, intimate, like, lyrically. Um, this isn't going to be, like, the most profound thing you've ever listened to, but it's still one of my favorite albums of all time. And this is a huge debate amongst the fan base of Jimmy Eat World fans. Okay. Uh, world. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I am recommending that you listen to the album futures, which in my mind is actually their best album that has come out. Not bleed American. Like everybody else seems to think all I've ever listened to is bleed American. So, you know, I mean, it's still, yeah. it's still a really good album, but it's a very um, good album. I like, I like bleed American. So. This is just one that since the release, I believe in 2003, it was an album that I ended up getting for Christmas, just kind of on a whim. Um, I don't know why my mom decided to buy this for me, but I'm so fucking glad that she did because it's still an album that I just love from start to finish to this day. Um, it's been very influential to me, so I hope that you enjoy at least some of it, you know? Um, I don't know what your history (laughs) with Jimmy E world is so far. Yeah. I mean, I've, like I said, I've only listened to, uh, bleed American. So, yeah, this I mean, is, who, yeah. who doesn't know the song I, in the middle? Yeah, yeah I, and uh, I liked that album. I liked that album when I heard it uh, way back in the day. So uh, I, I know I've heard them since then, here and there, but uh, not a lot of experience. And I'm kind of, uh, this is an interesting, unexpected pick, and I'm kind of, kind of intrigued by it. Well, so. you know, when I was, when I was, because unfortunately, I was very um, ill prepared for this. You asked me about five minutes before we started this if I had your homework picked out for you, and I realized I didn't. <laughs> So we're just scrolling through and I had something that I've been kind of wanting to recommend for a couple weeks. But as soon as I scrolled past this album, it just clicked to me and I was like, this is what I have to do this week. So I'm hoping it turns out well. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm actually already, you know, thinking about what's coming up ahead. So I'm trying to get you your ears ready, I guess, for other stuff. So (laughs) you're just trying to prepare me for the hell storm. You're going to unleash upon me later on. You know, uh, fair uh, enough. Yeah, eventually there will be albums that I'm like, she's not going to like this. Huh? She's going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll keep that in mind yeah. for you, too. Yeah. Yeah. So because she because this is impor- this one's important to me. But uh, all right. I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about I'll talk about futures. And she'll, she'll talk about the cool. Uh, you can follow me at channel 777 on Twitter. You can follow Brittany at Hell Yes on Twitter. Here on Games and Junk, we have our video game podcast. Uh, we have our movie our movie podcast we do occasionally. We have our game clubs, and uh, there's a lot of good content there. I'm on a lot of it. <laughs> uh, Brittany is starting to get on more of it. So if you like what you hear here, please uh, go check that stuff out. Uh, and till then, we will talk to you guys next week. That ain't the wave now.